Hey there, podcast listeners. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Wild Grain. If you haven't heard me talk about Wild Grain before, it is a phenomenal company offering artisanal breads and pastas. While you certainly know by now, given the fact that I've launched a new website, thisbakinglife.com, I am most happy when I'm in the kitchen baking things for my family and friends. But I don't always have time to do that from scratch, even as a baking blogger. And that's where Wild Grain comes in. Wild Grain is a subscription box with bake from frozen sourdough breads, artisanal pastries, and fresh pasta. So they sent me a box, and I've got to tell you, everything that we've tried out of it so far has been amazing. The breads are super yummy, and it's not just bread, but as I said, they have pastas and they have pastries. Uh, I've made their croissants. I've made their sourdough bread. Everything has been top-notch and high quality. So if you want to try some really good, delivered-to-your-door, ready-to-bake items, you're going to want to give Wild Grain a shot. And the good news for you as a listener of this Unmillennial Live podcast is that the first 50 people to sign up through the link that's in my show notes get $10 off their first box plus free croissants in every box. And I've already tried these with my family. They are delicious. Okay, so again, just look in the show notes for Wild Grain subscription. And now let's get on with the show. Hey there, podcast listeners. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to do a little bit of housekeeping briefly to let you know that if you were a subscriber via email for podcast notifications, there is a good chance that you have accidentally been moved over to a mailing list that is exclusively for my new baking website. And I will tell you up front, I am sorry about that. In trying to segment lists and get the people that wanted to be receiving notifications about the baking website, this bakinglife.com and people who want to be receive notifications about the podcast this millennialife.com there's a little bit of overlap there and so what I want to ask you to do is if you want to be sure that you are getting notifications email notifications anytime I release a new episode please click the link in the show notes it'll direct you to this millennialife.com slash subscribe or you can just put that in your browser this millennialife.com slash subscribe I have tried to do my best to clean that list up and make sure that you are where you want to be, but there's nothing like you making sure that you're getting those notifications. So if you've not been getting email notifications from me that episodes have been releasing, please go ahead and sign up. Now let's get on with today's episode. If your skin doesn't know whether to break out or wrinkle, if you're caught between planning the third grade class party and researching retirement plans, or if you want to work out but the idea of CrossFit makes your 40-something knees ache, you've come to the right place. Welcome to This Unmillennial Life. I'm your host, Reagan Jones, and welcome to today's show. So at some point when you're listening to today's interview, you're going to hear me say something to the effect of, this is probably one of the most enlightening interviews that I've done in the seven seasons of doing this podcast. And I tell you, that is the honest truth. I did not know anything about doubly labeled water for metabolic testing when I went into this interview. I had briefly been told about it from one of today's guests, Jenna Braddock. I'll tell you more about Jenna in just a second. But I just really didn't know anything about the science and had no idea what a tremendously powerful and accurate measurement of metabolism it is. You'll hear us talk about that as dietitians. Jenna and I both were educated on a total uh, different system of not actually measuring metabolism, but 
underestimating metabolism. And so what you're going to hear today is the science behind how we can actually now truly test someone's metabolism and other things through this technology uh, that Calorify is bringing to consumers. Uh, it's been around the technology. I've learned this through the interview for many, many years, but it's now something that's accessible to us. So you're going to hear all about the technology, uh, the implications for us uh, as uh, unmillennial men and women who may want to participate in this metabolic testing. So what the implications are and then, of course, we'll make sure that you understand how you can do this for yourself if you're interested. Okay, so this is a pretty lengthy interview. I um, am not going to do an odds and ends ending of today's show. I'll tell you that up front. But I am going to take a few minutes before we jump into the interview to, to introduce both of my guests. All right, so the first guest is Jenna Braddock. You've heard Jenna on the show before. We uh, have discussed teen athletes in the past. We have, we have touched on the Enneagram. And most recently, she was on the show talking about creatine for women. And I will, of course, place a link in the show notes to all the episodes that Jenna has done with me. I know that you're going to enjoy her. She's just a really good interview. She just covers things really well and in an easy to understand way. And I'm so thankful for to her for bringing to my attention um, this opportunity and this testing. Uh, if you aren't familiar with Jenna, briefly, let me give you a little bit of her bio. She's a performance dietitian. She's located in St. Augustine, Florida. And she specializes in sports nutrition and helping everyone that she works with perform at their best. She says that her mission is to make healthy easy. And you can also find her all across social media and on the internet under that kind of brand name, Make Healthy Easy. And she really likes to equip people to fuel for energy, trust their body, and live with purpose. Okay, so that's Jenna. You're also going to hear Jenna probably in a future episode as she and I talk about something totally different and talk about our experience with a faith-driven entrepreneurs group. That's really how Jenna and I have kind of cultivated and deepened our friendship and I just uh, appreciate her so much. Okay, and then the other guest on today's show is Hari Mix. Hari is the CEO of the company that we're going to be talking about that's doing this technology. The company is Calorify, and he holds a BS and PhD from Stanford. He was a faculty member at Santa Clara University prior to starting Calorify. During his time at Stanford, Hari was one of the fastest distance runners in the world, and this is so interesting. Following his running career, Hari's drive to climb the world's highest mountains without supplemental oxygen ultimately is what led to a passion for metabolism and the idea for Calorifies. Fascinating individual and also, just like Jenna, an excellent, excellent interview. He was a wonderful guest and I just appreciate them both taking the time to share this information with me and you. And with that, I'll say Jenna and Hari. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Reagan. Great to be here. So glad to be here. Yeah, well, I was just telling you guys that this will be, a, even though I'm in my seventh season for The Sun Millennial Life, this is a first in having two guests on at one time. So we're going to play this by ear and, and see how it goes. I, I know it's going to be wonderful, and I'm thrilled to have you both on because I think you both bring unique uh, knowledge to the table. Hari, you as the founder of the company, Jenna, you as a dietitian who, you know, has had the opportunity to do the testing and are using it in your, in your own practice. So I, I appreciate both of you um, joining me today. 
way. I think the way that we need to open this up really, Hari, is a, a question for you about um, metabolism. So that's kind of how I have pinned this episode um, about metabolic testing. And, you know, we're going to talk about what doubly labeled water is. But let's first just start with a basic definition of metabolism. And then maybe you can address some of the common myths uh, women especially have about metabolism in middle age. Okay, excellent. Yeah, that, those are great questions. And I think uh, they're really valid questions because people oftentimes hear the word metabolism or even use the word metabolism and don't necessarily have, have the best understanding of what it is. So we each have 37 trillion cells in our body. And um, this is, you know, the, the set of all of the chemical reactions that sustain life in your body. That's metabolism. So everything that your body is doing to, to stay alive. Um, when we talk about metabolism at the company, we're oftentimes talking about energy metabolism. So each one of those cells requires energy. And so metabolism is basically you're burning uh, that fuel, you're burning that energy um, to sustain life. And so that's what we mean when we talk about it. So um, we're talking in, you know, in this case, a lot of this conversation is going to be talking about those, uh, those units of energy, calories, right? So how many calories per day are you burning? Things like that. Um, that's what we mean when we talk about metabolism. Sometimes other people are talking about a specific aspect of metabolism. So you might see a, uh, you know, a magazine uh, in the checkout aisle, and this kind of speaks to some of the myths you you brought up, maybe. Um, so a lot of those are are people talking about maybe you know your glucose metabolism or maybe some other aspect of, of it. Um, and I think there's a lot of misinformation out there and there are a lot of ways to get kind of lost in the weeds. And so I think hopefully this conversation is a way to kind of step back and look at the big picture. In terms of common myths, I think that we, we all kind of still tell stories about ourselves and about our bodies. We all like to kind of create narratives. And the problem with just creating the narrative is that nobody's actually been kind of measuring anything. <laughs> when, when we actually do measure metabolism, and this has been done at really large scale in the scientific literature, um, actually our scientific advisor, Herman Ponser at Duke has done a lot of this work. Um, we really see that there are mainly two controls on metabolism. One is basically how big you are. So how much lean body mass, not fat mass, but how much lean body mass, everything else in your body that you have. Um, so the bigger you are, the more calories you burn. Not, not too big of a surprise there. Um, and then the other thing that shouldn't be too surprising is, you know, the second factor, which is your activity level. Um, so the more active you are, the more calories you burn. Um, I think that there's a lot of, of, uh, of mythology there about um, getting into middle age, maybe having kids is when you noticed uh, that your, your weight changed, your body composition changed, and a lot of people attribute that to metabolism. When we look at the literature, we see that people tend to have pretty stable metabolisms through adulthood. So they basically, you know, it increases at birth and then, you know, oftentimes peaks in late adolescence, pretty stable throughout your life. And then it really starts to drop off in kind of later middle age. Um, so kind of postmenopausal for women, kind of age 60 or thereafter is where things tend to start to decline for people. Okay, that I'm going to say, I'm going to raise my hand and say, yes, myths. I, I th These are facts that I did not know. So I'm going to be the one that's going to be learning a ton today as well. Um, were there other myths that you wanted to go over? Because I have a question for Jenna just about, you know, what this what this means for us in terms of measuring it. I would say the other major kind of category in terms of people saying, well, my metabolism slowed down after fill in the blank. 
um, would be that there are things that you can take, like certain supplements or whatever, that will boost your metabolism. And there are some things out there that are uh, snake oil. There are some things out there that are illegal. I wouldn't recommend either of them. Um, basically, the best way to boost your metabolism is to either put on lean body mass, which is to say build muscle, for example, uh, and then also to increase your activity level. So no... Uh, no, no silver bullets, no shortcuts, really, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's a pretty good uh, myth to dispel for people right there. Um, I will ask one clarifying question. You also would put thyroid medicine in that same category, and that's one of those that I wonder about because I hear people say, you know, oh, well, once they started taking thyroid medicine to, to uh, improve, a, you know, a hypothyroid condition, they seem to have an easier time keeping their weight where they wanted it to be. Myth, yeah. fact. What do you think about that? I would say fact now, just to be completely clear, I'm not a medical doctor, um, mm -hmm. but yes. I mean, if you have a medical condition that's affecting your metabolism, like hypothyroidism, and then you get that treated, um, yeah, your metabolism is going to rebound. Um, the other thing is we, we have, and this maybe could come up later in the conversation, we have worked with a variety of people that have... Um, had medical conditions affect their metabolism. And so um, just to tease that topic, um, things like anxiety uh, and mm -hmm. stress can affect your metabolism. Okay. Things like autoimmune diseases can affect your metabolism. And uh, actually even my wife uh, is on cancer treatment right now on chemotherapy and that mm -hmm. clearly affected her metabolism as well. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, there, there are other things related to kind of medical conditions, but I would say for, for somebody who's healthy, um, kind of no you know, no magic out there. Yeah, there's nothing they're ordering off of Amazon. <laughs> it's just going to boost, right. boost their metabolism. Okay, so wonderful um, definition, and, and we've talked about some of the common myths. Jenna, a question for you, especially since I understand you are either currently using this in your practice or plan to, you know, from a dietitian perspective, and especially a dietitian, I know that you are working with some unmillennial uh, women. Why do we want to measure metabolism? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so what I'm seeing very commonly in women in their 40s and 50s particularly is that's when they really struggle to feel like they can trust their body mm -hmm. and feel confident about how to fuel themselves as a result of these physiological changes that are occurring. And so that can lead to a lot of traps. It can lead to underfueling. It can lead to overexercising. It can lead to a lot of stress and anxiety about what they're doing as well. So I recommend calorified metabolic testing when a client is feeling really frustrated or really disconnected from being able to trust their body. Maybe they've been working on their mindset. They're trying to learn to listen to their body. They're trying to fuel their body for energy. They looked at their behaviors and lifestyle. And in a lot of cases with my clients, they really like what's happening. They feel like they've grown. They, they have a healthier diet. They're feeling good, but their body composition just doesn't seem to be responding. And so this is a really easy test to complete. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. And what I appreciate about this type of metabolic testing is that it's an accurate measurement. It's not an estimate. A lot of the other options that are out there for metabolic testing may take a baseline number, but then they estimate a lot of the other data that they're giving you. And this one's actually 
an, a measurement of what's happening. And I think that can shed a lot of important light on a person's body so that they know what's really happening inside of them. Hari referred to the narratives we sometimes create. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I, I work a lot with behavior change and mindset with my clients. And so when we have like true data on what's going on in your body, we can then look at some of those narratives and begin to ask, well, is that serving you well? Is this the right way that you want to be thinking at this time of your life based on what we know about your body? And, and it can really empower them then to really decide, am I overworking my body? Am I overtraining? Do I need to add more rest? Do I deserve more rest here? Or maybe mm -hmm. they're not feeling enough or, or maybe they're feeling their body more than what they require. Yeah. Um, maybe they need to break up with their smartwatch or their tracker as mm -hmm. a result. So it can really give us such good insight into the body of what's actually happening happening so that we can then tailor behavior change, lifestyle modifications, eating changes to really support that unique person to perform better in their life. Yeah. You know, when you um, shared with me kind of a little bit of this, uh, what you've just shared when we talked about it personally, and I started thinking through what you said about accuracy versus estimates. I mean, you and I both know that as registered dietitians, part of our historic education was trying to determine the absolute best formula to look at someone. And even if we knew something as uh, detailed as their body composition based on a DEXA scan, you're still just making an estimation. Um, and to, it, it's one of those things where you think like, gosh, for so many decades, that's that's the tool that dietitians have had to use. And while I'm sure we've all been using the best tool available, it strikes me that this is obviously um, a, a, a huge evolution in being able to really understand what's going on with somebody. So let's talk about the evolution of the science because, uh, you know, there's this, uh, this term that uh, goes along with um, calorifying what you do, and that's doubly labeled water technology. I mean, that's essentially what you're using for this metabolic testing. Hari, question for you. I have no idea what that is, how that works. So walk us through what that is. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, simply put, doubly labeled water is the only way, um, not just on the market, but the only way ever actually discovered um, in science. Uh, to, to measure real world, you know, calories being burned, it, you know, in total. So how many calories per day are you burning? Which is kind of that number that you were mentioning with these formulas that, that everyone's trying to get after. And so first, let's just talk about the competition. Competition are these formulas and they take your age, height, weight, and sex. I'm sure you're both aware of these. And you're going to get some estimate of your basal metabolic rate, how many calories you're burning at baseline. And then you're going to have to estimate how much activity that person is doing. You might ask them some basic questions about how active they are at work or in their daily life. And you basically multiply these two guesses together and get this even bigger guess. And when we compare that to the only actual measurement, this doubly labeled water measurement, those are only about 50% accurate. Wow. And then you look at the whole smartwatch thing, smartwatches and wearables, you know, everything from Fitbit to Whoop, Aura, Garmin, mm -hmm. Apple Watch, all that stuff. Everybody thinks just because it's on a watch and it's real-time data and it's a cool interface that it must be super accurate. And the answer is no, they're doing the exact same thing that you've been doing with those calorie equations. Um, it's just that maybe they'll add a little bit of uh, you know, accelerometry. They can tell how many steps you're moving or whatever. They might tell, tell your heart rate. They only add about 5% more accuracy. So only about 55% accuracy if you have something like an Apple Watch on. Th that means that those can be off by thousands of calories per day. Um, mm -hmm. depending on who you are. 
Um, so you may be average, it might be accurate, um, or, or it might not. And in contrast, doubly labeled water is the way to measure calories in the real world. So let's just go for the name first, doubly labeled water. It's literally water, H2O, but we've labeled the hydrogens and oxygens on that water. So we've kind of like tagged them or fingerprinted them. And so what we're gonna be able to do is track hydrogen and oxygen through your body and then out through your urine. So the way it works for our company, you, we're the only one on the market doing this. There's only about 14 labs in the world that can do this at all. We have the largest, fastest, cheapest, and most reliable of them. Um, you're gonna get a kit in the mail, you know, order, order a kit, get a kit in the mail. Uh, you're gonna get this uh, bottle of this water. It's literally just a sip of water. And you're gonna collect three urine samples over the course of a week. Um, and what the technique is actually doing, oh, and you just mail your samples back, little box about the size of a pack of cards, put it in your mailbox and, and get your results within 24 to 48 hours. Um, and, and what it's doing is it's tracking hydrogen and oxygen flowing through your body. Um, and what it's solving for is the amount of CO2 that you breathe out over the course of that week. So if you've ever done a resting metabolic rate test or a mm -hmm. VO2 max test, you'll wear a mask and it'll measure how much you're breathing in and out, how much oxygen and carbon dioxide. What we're doing is we're getting that exact same signature, but we're getting it in your urine. So a good analogy would be, we're like a sensor hooked up to the tailpipe of your car. There's exhaust coming out of the car. That's like kind of same thing as like your urine. And we are basically by measuring the amount of exhaust coming out that tailpipe, we can tell how much gas you're burning. And so that's what we're doing. We're measuring your personal gas mileage, the rate at which you burn fuel um, with this special fingerprinted water, basically. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's just unbelievable because it is relatively painless. It's not invasive. I mean, you have to, you know, get this kit, take a week um, to, to do it, but it's, it's just a simple at-home process. And then the accuracy is just unparalleled. Um, so for most of your audience, uh, you know, I'm guessing uh, that they're not uh, the size of like NFL players, for example, mm -hmm. <laughs> most of them can probably uh, expect to have accuracy within 100 calories, which is just unbelievable for, you know, the, you know, the actual everything you do in the real world and how much uncertainty there is with um, everything that you do to beat you, um, everything that you you do, you know, in your normal lifestyle for the course of a week. Um, it's just unbelievable to be that accurate. That is unbelievable <laughs> and very exciting. Now, I'm going to ask two more questions before I move on to some additional questions. One, or the first one being about the safety. Um, I mean, you know, people yep. hear things like we're tagging the, the hydrogen, we're tagging the oxygen. Uh, walk me through from a safety standpoint why that's not something that people should be concerned about at all. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good question. So um, this is already in your body. So you already have this type of oxygen and hydrogen in your body. It's just rarer than the normal common form uh, of water. Okay. And so all we're doing is we're just changing that mixture so we can see it. So um, it has no effect on your body other than that it's H2O. So it's like you took one sip of this water. And this has been done um, on humans for 41 years now. Um, and it's been done on all groups of people with an impeccable safety record. So it's been done on infants, elderly, people with different disease states. It's been done on pregnant and breastfeeding women. Um, and we've actually you know, learned a lot of things about that um, through this method. Um, it's actually really cool what we've learned about motherhood. Um, 
So it's been done on every group of people without incident. Um, it, it really is as safe as drinking normal water, um, which is just, you know, wonderful as well for, for us as a company. Okay. And you actually answered my second question, which was just the sort of historical perspective of how new is this technology. And you said this has been done for 40 plus years. So if I could, let me ask why then all of a sudden now are we at a point where it's something that consumers can access? Yeah, really good question, um, and you know, allows me to brag about what we've accomplished <laughs> at the company. The, the test is actually even older than that. So the math for this was invented in 1949. That's when the theory was invented by this guy, Nathan Lipson at University of Minnesota. And then it was first done on mice in 1955 because it was too expensive to do on humans. And the reason why is that this special water is really expensive. Um, it's okay. a very rare form of water, which makes it very pricey. Um, and so then it took a few decades for basically the price to come down to the point where they could actually start doing human studies in 1982. Um, that was first done at University of Wisconsin. Um, and then it's basically ballooned into the, being this great research tool. The, the thing is, it's very laborious and tedious and kind of a one-off measurement. And you, so you can imagine a lab with one graduate student, you know, tinkering one vial at a time and, you know, like very, very laborious and tedious and, um, and kind of boutique. And we solved at Calorify a suite of problems to basically make this cheaper and faster and more scalable. Um, there was some newer technology in terms of making the measurements that was available um, starting in the late 90s. Um, frankly, I'm surprised that nobody did this just a little bit before us, mm-hmm. but I think it does speak to the, um, the size of the challenge uh, of basically making this test um, routine enough and scalable enough that you can commercialize it um, and put it into this at-home test package, basically. Um, So we solved the suite of challenges to bring the test price down um, and to make the results fast enough that for the first time ever with Calorify, you can actually act on your results. So all these academic labs, they've produced wonderful quality data, Mm -hmm. and it's great. You can read in the scientific literature these incredible insights. However, there's never been a moment until now that you can actually take a take a doubly labeled water test, um, you know. So now you can do that from Calorify, and you can get your results within one to two days. To where, oh my gosh, now I actually can know my metabolism and then make a change or make a decision based on that information. This yeah. is the first time that's ever been possible. So we really are proud of that achievement. Um, but it's been, you know, it's been a long time coming. The good news is the 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 test is bedrock science. We didn't have to reinvent anything there. Um, the test works, and everybody in the scientific community has known that it works for many decades now. Um, and everybody in the scientific community has known that it's safe for many decades now. So we didn't rein- reinvent any science. Uh, we just really, really improved the process. Okay, that is really good explanation um, and very reassuring, really, to hear. Because when you when you first, even me as a dietitian who you know certainly does not specialize in any type of metabolic testing, even you hear this and you think, hmm, question mark, you know, uh, how can this be as good as it sounds? But um, I, I really appreciate you walking through kind of the history and the and the safety and and the science backing all of it up. Okay, so let's move on to really thinking about you know if you get this information about your body, what your 
you're going to do with it. Like, how does it help you? And I, I kind of have two people in mind. I have middle-aged women and then I have athletes um, because you kind of mentioned athletes, Hari. And so uh, just to kind of continue that thought, why don't you walk through it from a standpoint of uh, what you see um, this information could do to help someone who is an athlete, how it would help them. And then Jenna, I'll throw it over to you and you can talk about it from a middle-aged, um, you know, unmillennial women standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think a lot of the goals of athletes are the same as as just everyday people. Um, it's just that they they really, really need that accuracy and they really, really need that performance. The performance matters. If you're um, on Team USA Wrestling, who we've worked with, one pound matters, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so they care about that precision, but they have the same goals as a lot of other people. So I think the, the you know, the main one that jumps out um, to begin with would be um, improving your body composition. When we say body composition, we mean um, basically how much lean mass you have, so things like muscle versus fat. And so they're going to have the same goals that most uh, of, of, of America has, which mm-hmm. is they either want to build muscle without gaining too much excess fat, or they want to lose fat without losing too much muscle. So like, say, you know, whenever somebody says, I want to lose weight, what they mean is I want to lose fat. Nobody wants to lose muscle and keep fat. Um, And so they want to do that in the most efficient way possible. Um, What we can do is we can pinpoint how many calories you're both eating and burning. So your complete calories in calories out budget. And then we can help you pick a calorie target in terms of how many calories you should be eating to meet one of those goals. So for example, let's take weight loss. You wanna be able to lose weight, lose fat efficiently, um, but you don't wanna lose too much lean mass along the way. So you need to be in a calorie deficit. You need to be eating less than you're burning in order to do that. But if you go too steep, get too aggressive, and we see this all the time, we Mm -hmm. see it in top athletes and we see it in everyday people. You know, when you're getting started losing weight, you oftentimes get super aggressive and um, you start changing a million variables at once. And then guess what? It works until it doesn't, something something breaks. And maybe you plateau or maybe you yo-yo in and out of that goal, that kind of a thing. And athletes are susceptible to that just like anybody else. So. Uh, for example, we had a, a, a top NBA player um, was uh, losing weight. We figured out that they were training too much, um, modified that, was able to get them into a calorie surplus, and they put on a ton of muscle, and they've come back a completely different athlete. So there's wow. there's that. The second thing that we can do for athletes that probably isn't as big of a deal um, for, for everyday people is that we can quantify how much physical activity you're doing, and there's no other way of doing that. And so we're this most holistic view of basically your training load. And it's important for top athletes because they're oftentimes flirting with the maximum amount that you can train sustainably. Mm -hmm. And so we can actually help pinpoint and make sure that they're training, but not overtraining. And that if they are overtraining, we can help navigate them out of the red zone. Um, And so we've done that with a lot of top athletes as well. For example, a lot of top distance runners we've worked with on this. so yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there. But those are the main two would, I would say would be improving body composition. So either losing fat or building muscle um, or you know monitoring their training. 
And Hari, when we talk about athletes, air quote athletes, we're talking about grown adult athletes, not teen athletes. Is that accurate? Because you said something at the very beginning, you know, about like when your metabolism sort of sort of settles into what it's going to be in adulthood. Yeah. So we're not talking about doing this with teen athletes. Is that correct? We haven't been working with teens, although we are set up to do so. Mm-hmm. I would say just that, like, you know, we would we would want to look at, you know, where, you know, if, if it is a teen athlete, you know, what their needs are in terms of still needing to grow. And that's where right. we would really love to work with people like Jenna, who really understand that. Yeah. Um, one of the things about us as a company is that we kind of view ourselves as a tool. Um, we really like working with people and their doctor or and their dietitian or and their strength and conditioning coach or performance nutritionist or whoever it is. Um, and so we are we are set up to work on um, younger people. But when I talk about athletes in my answer just now, I'm talking about professional adult athletes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, so Jenna, then I want to throw it over to you and you kind of answer that same question, but as it relates to the unmillennial or middle-aged woman, like what what would she do with this particular information? Yeah, one of the things that is really important to understand about calorified testing is that it's multiple tests in one. So you're getting a slew of data, which typically you'd have to go and get all these different tests. So you're getting your resting metabolic rate. So that's that baseline energy needs. And that to me is really enlightening for women when we talk about the myths around metabolism and how like the 1200 calorie range is thrown out as what you should be eating to lose weight. Mm-hmm. That is appropriate for very few people on the whole yeah. So that's helpful information. So we get that. You We get the, the accurate um number of how many calories you're eating each day so you get the the real picture of what's happening you get your accurate assessment of how many you're expending total in a day which that in and itself i think is very enlightening it was for myself it has been for a couple women that i've used this tool with because they're not giving themselves enough credence on the amount of energy that they're expending in a day And then we can have a conversation, well, maybe this is one of the reasons you feel stressed or tired or fatigued or overworked. Mm -hmm. Like you're you're doing a lot here. So we get those three. But in addition to that, we get a very accurate body composition measurement. And we haven't touched on that super uh, closely yet, but you're you're getting the amount of lean body mass and fat mass in your body, which is typically its own separate, you know, test all on its own. Mm -hmm. And then two other things you're getting, your hydration level. So you're getting an accurate picture of how hydrated you are. And the last one is that training load, which Hari referred to with the professional athletes. But that once again can be a very enlightening piece of information, especially if women are active, for them to know, like, am I pushing it too much? Do I have more capacity to give here? Or am I sitting in a nice sweet spot? So all of this information for me and my practice, the goal is not to then be like, all right, here's your calorie prescription, go forth and track. Like, actually, that is not what we're doing at all. It's more for them to be better connected and informed on their body and what they need in a general sense. And then we can fine tune and tweak. So if a woman's really happy with how they're eating, but they're not able to change that body composition, then we can say, well, you have a lot of capacity here to build muscle or on a regular basis, you're eating more energy than what your body requires. We, we know that now we're not guessing, I'm not shaming you about that. Like this is actually what's happening here. Or on the flip side as well, which I see in the fitness world is women who are like, well, I need to do more exercise and eat less. 
that's, you know, that's the prescription. I've literally had women tell me like, I can't exercise more and I'm eating as little as possible. And there couldn't be a more perfect storm for like ruining your life, basically. Yeah, (laughs) no doubt. So this gives you like legit information on your body, which when you then work with a dietitian, we can do like partner on this and say, okay, here's what we know about your amazing body. And here's how we can take better care of it with this precise information. And just like Hari said, even though athletes are, you know, their main job is training for us as women, like we still want to perform. And I know we've talked about this before on the podcast together, like performance matters for us is in our lives, whether that's in the roles of our lives or the jobs we carry, or even how we're managing our home and all the different decisions in our day. And this piece of information can really help us to perform better in whatever matters to you and for whoever's important to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's really a a good way to kind of summarize like why you would want to do this and what the benefits would be. I mean, who, who, who wants to be banging their head up against the wall thinking that they're doing air quotes, all the right things, but really they just got the wrong formula to kind of get there. Um, A couple of other questions and Jen, I'm going to throw this one out at you. Uh, We didn't talk about ahead of time that I was going to ask this, but I'm just curious. You sent me your results and, and Mm -hmm. I will tell, tell listeners, I am planning to do this for myself. Um, and then follow up in a future episode to kind of walk through, maybe even hopping back on with Jenna and kind of talking about what it what it means for me. But Jenna was kind enough to share her results with me. And I'm going to be honest with you, with you, Jenna. I looked at it and I was like, wow, that's a lot of calories. Like, I, were, you, you at, <laughs> were you at all surprised when you saw the results, what it said? Yes, I was. So I burn more calories than I thought I did. And I eat more calories than I thought I did. And I don't mean that in a negative way. by yeah. means. Um, And I actually eat in a pretty close to an energy balance for that. Yes, you cool. do. So again, like, oh, I can trust my body. Like we're, we're getting the job done here. So yeah, it is incredibly enlightening. And, and I mean, Hari can, can speak to seeing a lot of data and we've had lots of conversations like, okay, what are you seeing across the board? And this isn't that uncommon um, no. for needs. And the research actually shows that people burn way more calories than they think they do. And uh-huh. definitely more than most of these trackers are telling them that they did. Yeah. Um, so it's very enlightening in that sense. I think you can really learn a lot. And again, it, it some women like need permission or need to feel permission to like relax and rest and recover. Yeah. And this is one of those tools that could like legitimately say like, no, like you can have a real rest day. You can, you can right. take a nap. You can not go to the gym and you're going to be just fine. In fact, you're probably going to be better and stronger for it as a result. Yeah. Very good point. Very good point. Okay. So is there anybody that you think, Jenna, from a dietitian perspective that you would caution? I mean, I know we're not concerned about the safety of the actual testing, but Mm -hmm. are there any, you know, population groups or people that you would have concern with them um, doing this type of testing? Yes. I mean, I think every everything is a case-by-case basis in my practice, and this is not a test I'm recommending for everyone I work with, and it's typically something that comes a little bit further down the line after we've worked together for some time. But if you have a history of disordered eating or restrictive eating or calorie counting has been something that has been a really negative piece of your story, then this may not be the right tool for you or the right tool for you at this time. And that's something that I'd say you'd want to talk to your healthcare a practitioner and partners with to decide if that's a good option for you. Um, and I think you also have to be careful if you have more of a type A personality. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I don't mean that in any kind of negative way, but just 
if, if having more data makes you want to do more data-driven things, like, you know, you can only handle so much. So you want to take it with a grain of salt in that sense. So those are kind of the main red flags, I'd say, that you may not be the best candidate for that. And that's why I'm using it within my practice, because I think having that practitioner um, relationship while you're getting these results and interpreting them, I think makes them more powerful. And I do want to say, um, Hari, and you can speak more to this, but everyone who gets their test uh, done through Calorify also gets a consult with Hari or someone's team to run through your results. So for someone doing that, they'll get their results from the company, run through with them, and then come back and, and work with me as well with that data as well. So there's kind of two safeguards there for helping people understand their information appropriately. Perfect. Yeah, I think that's a really good clarification. Yeah, you put out uh, so much there uh, to respond to, but I'm really glad that you brought up the eating disorder one, because that's something that we have thought a lot about, and we do screen for many things. So I don't know if you've ever used MyFitnessPal, a calorie counting app online, but um, they won't report your you know projected weight change if you're not logging enough calories. And we do similar types of mm -hmm. things. Interestingly, with eating disorders, we are talking to top researchers and clinicians in the field. And you know, thinking about ways that we can actually make an impact on eating disorders is just that we would probably want to work via the professional or via the you know the clinician, the researcher, whoever it is, as opposed to um, giving you know people directly you know information that they might might misuse. Um, also, gosh, um, Jenna, you put out so many things um, that are pretty interesting here. So yeah, you're burning uh, a lot more calories than you'd think, and this goes back to one of the myths. The, the 2000 calorie diet is a myth. That number came from nowhere. <laughs> so um, when we look in the literature at how many calories people are burning, it's not 2000. Um, we, we have measured people burning plenty less than 2000 before. It's just that it's not the average. Um, it's, it's nowhere near the average. And um, I think in terms of the, the types of things that we can make an impact on, because we're measuring your complete calories in, calories out budget, we can take the emphasis off of the calorie counting alone and put it onto energy balance overall. You know, so how many calories I'm eating versus burning. And then Jenna mentioned the at-home body fat, you know, test component of this. This is the most accurate at-home body fat test. And, and Regan, you mentioned um, DEXA. We're very close in accuracy to DEXA. We're closer to underwater weighing or the bod pod. So you get that in an at-home test. And so because you've got this combination of your metabolism and your body composition, we can also hopefully for people to kind of help reframe things instead of focusing so much on the scale, which is this kind of crude tool that we all have at home, we can focus more on body composition. Um, and I think that's a really you know much better way to look at it. Look in terms of your, your calorie balance, your energy balance, calories in, calories out, the complete equation, and then look at your body composition as opposed to just your weight on the scale. Um, finally, you know, Jenna, you're, uh, the reason you're burning so many calories is because you have a very high physical activity level. It's something you should be proud of. So that's the other thing that we can do here at the company is really take a step back, look at what you do over the course of a week. I know real-time data is super sexy, but it's not always the most useful. And, and say, here's what's going on with my diet. And here's what's going on with my exercise. And so we can quantitatively say, oh, yeah, you're exercising more than when you tested with us three months ago. Well done, you know. Um, so I think we have this like very, very zoomed out view of what's going on in your body. We're much more like a budgeting app, like how big is my paycheck and how mm -hmm. am I spending it? 
than we are uh, compared to like a real-time heart rate or real-time glucose or how many steps I just took um, type of a measurement. Gosh, I tell you, I mean, I hear all this and I'm like, I don't know how anybody could not want to do this. I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, just again, how we even started this whole episode off talking about the accuracy versus the estimation estimations. So the, I guess the, really the wrap up question is if, you know, people hear this and they think, yes, this is something that I want to do. Hari, throwing it over to you, you know, how can people access this test? Absolutely. So we are live, calorify.com, C-A-L-O-R-I-F-Y.com. Um, you can order now. Um, the kit will ship out the same day. Um, if you use code Jenna, J-E-N-N-A, um, you can get $505 off. You can get the test for $495. We know that's expensive. It's a fact of where we are right now with doubly labeled water technology. The water itself is extremely expensive. But as Jenna was mentioning, you get a lot of tests in one and there are you know a few aspects of this that are not available any other way and so this is really cutting edge science um, if you want to take that plunge and learn that more about yourself maybe you're just super curious about yourself maybe you have a body weight or body composition goal that you've been kind of stumped on maybe something you were trying was working and it no longer is or you just feel lost uh, we know that if you take this test it will at least take the mystery out of it. It's yeah. not a uh, it's not a hack. It's not a shortcut. Uh, use it's it's not magic. Um, you still have to do all the hard work yourself. It's just that we can pretty much guarantee that you're not going to make a major mistake, right? We 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 pretty much know we're a GPS for your body weight, your body composition, your metabolism. Here's where you currently are, and then here's the most efficient route for you to to head um, to get to your goal. And that's what we do for people is we basically demystify what's <laughs> this really, really fundamental aspect of themselves. So we would love to have you test. Um, like Jenna said, we meet with people as well. Um, so this is, you know, not just test results that you don't understand. This is the kind of whole white glove service that comes along with it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that it, it really can make an impact, especially if you've been trying something and, and struggling for a while. That's a wonderful discount, though. I know you threw the pricing out and then said, it, you know, you felt like just making the caveat, you know, of, of the price. But that's a yep. wonderful discount. And just uh, listeners know that I always include in all the show notes uh, for every episode. Show notes are available in whatever podcast app you're listening to this podcast on. And they're always available at this millennialife.com. I'll be sure to place a link to the calorify.com website and um, the reminder that the code for the $505 off is Jenna. Okay, before uh, I let you both go, is there anything else about the testing or where people can find you? Anything else that you think people need to be aware of? No, I'm curious if you have any, uh, any like last minute questions on that front. But I think that uh, I think this this uh, conversation has been wonderful. I think it's a great place to start. Um, we have a lot more kind of scientific information and resources and blog posts and all this kind of stuff on our website, if you'd like to try to figure that out. And, and get you know deeper into the weeds. We we, we are happy to take you there. Um, but uh, but overall, I think this has been a really great overview of of metabolism and measuring measuring it and what it can do for you. I mean, my eyes are opened. I, I have done a lot of podcast interviews, and I got to tell you, this has been one of the more enlightening, exciting ones. Um, so I really just appreciate Jenna, you and Hari both uh, joining me today. Thanks so much. Thank, Thank you. you.
Okay, that wraps up my interview with both Jenna and Hari. I did want to expand a bit on the opportunity that you have to follow up with Jenna and work with her one-on-one, even if um, doing the metabolic testing is not on your radar right at the moment. Uh, Jenna can be found at jennabraddock.com, and I'm going to place a link in the show notes to a really cool plan that she, or group rather, that she has uh, going at the moment. I think it's getting ready to uh, kick off very soon. It's called Eating for purpose. And it's an eight week group nutrition program for women 40 plus and over. So there will be a link in the show notes to jennabraddock.com. I know Jenna works with uh, clients one-on-one. Obviously she mentioned that she uses Calorify as a tool in her practice with people that it's a good fit for, but she also has this group program that you may be interested in. So with that, as I said, I'm not going to do a lengthy um, odds and ends ending for today's show. I toyed with the notion of walking you through my new website, thisbakinglife.com. I know I've mentioned it here and there, um, but I really wanted to kind of unpack how this all happened and um, especially because there's been some conversation that I've shared with you on previous episodes about my desire to do low carb baking. And if you follow me closely, you know, well, I haven't been doing as much low carb baking. I've been doing more traditional baking and I'm going to unpack all that for you in the kind of why that website is out there, why I'm doing it, why I'm passionate about it, um, what you can expect to find if you start following it. But I really feel like that's something that deserves a little bit more space than I'm able to give today. And uh, because this was a more uh, in-depth episode, I am just being mindful of the time that you allocate each week for this Unmillennial Life. With that, I'll say thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for listening, subscribing, downloading, and most especially sharing with a friend. Hope you have a great week. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.